This is the Right Guys Podcast, where the guys are always right about everything. And now your hosts, Max McGuire and Josh Hammerling. Welcome back to another edition of Right Guys Podcast. As Josh just said in that intro, my name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling, ready for another one. Dude, this okay, the world's gone crazy, Max. <laughs> what happened? We moved we crazy a week, and then it's like, what? Well, we, oh, when no. we started this, we said, yeah. okay, we'll make this a weekly show. Yeah. And then we'll go live if shit happens. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, but we probably should have. Should have. Like, because the, the shit yeah. keeps happening. Left and right. This indictment in Georgia is, without a doubt, the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, I've, seen a, I've seen a fair number of crocks. Have you now? Um, yes. Okay. This of is, actual shit? Both. Um, okay. <laughs> this is uh it, it's it's nonsense it's absolutely nonsense i mean the indictment in federal court from jack smith all those ones they were bad enough right they're trying to stretch that when donald trump signed a check for his attorney that was like defrauding the government per- perpetuating a crime the the alvin bragg thing that was bogus right yeah. jack smith bogus this one it's just so much worse because the behavior is so obviously constitutionally protected. It's oh, yeah. so, and not just freedom of speech. Like that, that's what you think about when you think about the First Amendment. The First Amendment also protects your right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Absolutely. So it's not just that you're allowed to speak, that you're allowed to speak to government when you believe that you have been aggrieved, which Donald Trump absolutely felt he had been aggrieved. They are now criminalizing the discussions he had with Brad Raffensperger, I think Governor Kemp is in there, by saying that he he gave a false statement to an official government department office or, or bureau. We'll get into it, but it's just, yeah. it's so backwards. W- what's your take on it, Josh, reading it uh, 24 hours fresh? Oh, so uh, first thing I thought when I saw all of this is that it, they were just looking for a reason to put Trump on TV to make him look like a gangster. That was all of it. Let's let's betray him as the New Jersey gangster from the area he comes from. Try to put it on TV. So all even if none of this sticks, which I hope none of it does, but even if none of it sticks and it slides completely off the wall, they got to call him a, a gangster. They got to put him on trial like a gangster, and they got to do it in a time right before an election, right? And that just stinks. It's it's not just bad. I mean, that is like that's like Banana Republic crap. Yeah. And not only that, but they're also forcing him to turn himself in at the county jail, which this Fulton County Jail is known for killing people. There are entire wards of the jail that are supposed to be turned like shut down because of like rats and and lice where they're just still putting prisoners in prisoners routinely just die and are killed and they sweep it under the rug. The left always goes after this prison for criminal justice reform. And a lot of the elements of criminal justice reform are fair arguments. Like, let's not kill prisoners. Let's make sure that they're not living in squalor. Um, three hot meals a day. That, that's all fine, right? But they turn that off. That whole argument goes away when it's Donald Trump. When it's yeah. Donald Trump, you see the left applauding that he's going to be going to this hellhole prison, uh, this hellhole jail, even it's if like just for gulag. processing. Yes. Gulag. I mean, I, I, we're... We're... We have a gulag in the U.S. and they're trying to get him to turn himself in there. When I saw the pictures of just the, you know, the, the some of the cells and the water that was everywhere, the mold, I was just thinking this, this can't be safe. Once you've been to the lice, I was thinking to myself, my gosh, it can't be that bad. But it, I think it is. 
I think I'm it is. Let's see if I can pull up some pictures. It, um, I, it stunned me, man. And and why? Like Rico. I mean, I, it's it's it, it feels weak to me. I it again. It just goes back to that trying to put a label on him to call him a gangster. That's it. it you know how do we sully the reputation of our our opponent? And then I just saw a uh, poll today. Oh, there it is. Here it is. This is the <laughs> this is the one of the first images that come up for the Fulton County Jail. It's just completely decrepit. It's Depl- just completely. Foul. It, it, it's it's foul. Absolutely foul. It's foul. I just wanted to put that up for everyone who isn't uh, on audio. Yeah. And if you if you are listening to audio, make sure you check us out. We go live today. We'll be on Rumble because we're going to be talking about election fraud issues. Yeah. Um. So we don't go on YouTube for those days, but usually it's Rumble and YouTube. And if you're watching the video, make sure you subscribe to the audio edition. Um. I'll go ahead and put that banner at the bottom of the screen um so you can see that but yeah no they want to send him here and <laughs> listen if i i don't like the idea of there being like a, a club fed the idea that that white collar criminals go to a country club and blue collar criminals go to maximum security right. i don't like that idea i'm not saying that if you are uh wealthy and you break the law you deserve to go to a, a palace or just automatically get house arrest but to put the president of the United States in here mm-hmm. for these charges, even if just for a minute sitting yeah. in here for these trumped up charges, I'm sorry, unacceptable. So we're going to get into all of these charges and explain just why there's nothing there. Yeah. And I sent you an article. I think it's a great article. It was in the Federalist um, laying out the different types of, crimes that are here the first one on that list which you mentioned i'll go ahead and i'll put it up on the screen we'll, we'll just go down the list yeah um what you mentioned is the fact that this is a rico a rico case now for anyone who doesn't know i'm much more um much more comfortable with federal rico uh statutes georgia has a looser rico statute that's a little bit easier to convict someone of but essentially rico is designed to go after the mob and it's the idea that even if you didn't personally commit a crime, you committed, a, you worked to further the criminal organization. So just because you didn't get caught with your hands in the cookie jar doesn't mean that you didn't break the law because you were associated and you were members in the same organization, the same enterprise as the people who broke the law. And you took actions to further that enterprise, which was engaged in lawbreaking. Um that's going to be hard to prove here. Very. And the reason it's going to be very hard to prove here, I'm just scrolling down all this so, just so we can get to the first indictment. Um, <laughs> and, and they stack it. They, they, yeah. they stack I mean, it because it's on purpose. Even if Donald Trump gets 99% of this thrown out, they only need one Whoa. thing to stick. That's all. And that's why they're throwing the book at him. Whereas when, uh, when a, a hoodlum, Use fair words. A hoodlum gets arrested for carrying drugs, illegal guns, right? All these crimes. They plead them down and they say, okay, we'll just charge you with the one. Charge. We're not going to stack the crimes. That's unfair. They're stacking the crimes here. And another thing, before we even get into this, the grand jury process in this, I, I don't think it, we, we can't go further without just saying what a shit show this yeah. grand jury process was. They publicized the indictment before the grand jury had even finished its deliberations or voted, they had a document that didn't just have all of the indictments that they knew were coming. 
But they also had a judge assigned on that indictment form. Now, it's not the judge that it went to, probably because they <laughs> they slipped right, up, they- right? But it's it's been baked in from the beginning. And Josh, this grand jury mm-hmm. listened to evidence and deliberated, I think, for a total of 10 hours. How many charges? We got 41 charges. 41. 19, I think, total uh, defendants. So they heard evidence for 41 charges against 19 defendants. Complicated shit. Like RICO, cross state lines, really complicated stuff. And they returned a bill on all the charges in 10 hours. What, Come on. What, Come on. No, no, no. The PowerPoint goes like this, right? It's like click, 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 click. All right. Those yeah, are the yeah, 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 Does yeah, anybody yeah. have any questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, so yeah. I, any I questions? No? Way. Okay, next one. Um, Come on. Come on. Uh, like, there are episodes of this podcast, of, of this podcast or Conserve Daily Podcast when, when we're at it. We'd spend more than 10 hours just coming up with the show content. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> we take forever. Like, I mean, you could spend all week just trying to figure out what you want, let alone trying to digest 41 charges. Yep. You know what I mean? That's insane. It, I wouldn't even know. Like, I would think it would take 10 hours to cover one charge against one person, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, would, it would take some serious due diligence down the road. It should take almost a month before we'd get through this. And well, then decide. also witnesses too, right? Yeah, Usually oh. you need more than just a couple witnesses. I yeah. think with this grand jury, let me scroll down to the very end. Um, yeah, here we go. The witness list. Two. <laughs> two. Two. There's <laughs> two. So these are trumped up charges with a, a, a small witness list where the charges were leaked <sighs> before the jury, like the grand jury had convened, right? Well, so there was a separate grand jury. That oh, had okay. that had this, but this grand jury, I believe, I think I just read this, only had two witnesses in it. Two witnesses, and everything else was just in the record from a previous grand jury. Like, come on! Even if you're the most the most hardened, set in your ways Democrat, you're going to indict the president of the United States on all of these charges, and and you're and you're going to spend barely more than a day's work. I, it wasn't even spread across two days. It's, I mean, this is like on par with a, uh, you know, a college introductory course to law, right? Where you don't have enough time in the semester to get it done because you got to get, you got to get results fast. I mean, that's what it feels like. But they wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't do that. They, they wouldn't want something like that. I mean, they wouldn't rush it, would they? I don't know enough about Georgia. I don't live in Georgia. Um, some states require that uh, exculpatory evidence be presented mm-hmm. in grand jury proceedings. I don't know if Georgia is one of those. I have a hard time believing that they could have possibly also shared exculpatory evidence in their possession in that 10 hours. I, I, I think that right. the exculpatory evidence would have taken a little bit longer. Um, so that leads me to believe that they don't have to or they're breaking the law. But here's this first Ooh. charge. They list all of these, every single one. And you'll notice these are, there's a lot of attorneys in here. Yeah. A lot of lawyers. Josh, a lawyer giving legal advice to a client Mm -hmm. and, and working on behalf of that client. That's a, that's a Rico case. They're making the lawyer client relationship an enterprise. 
Yes. They're they're saying that just the act of you seeking counsel is a form of organized crime. Is that the, is that the, is that the case to still down to one sentence, right? Is it organized crime to ask your lawyers to do things for you so you can follow a, a legal, you know, step forward on any of this stuff. So that's, that's organized crimes. I'm just thinking that if I have to get a lawyer and I talk to him, is that organized crime? If I get two lawyers, right? Is that, is that organized crime? I I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. And, and what they're arguing here is that the Donald Trump for president campaign was the enterprise. And that by accepting work as the attorneys and representing the client, they were advancing, furthering that criminal enterprise because the Donald Trump for president campaign didn't want to accept the results of the election and were challenging it in ways that they believed were legal and constitutional. Now, so that, go, 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 go. No, go ahead. Go, go I ahead. Say that's organized crime. Anyway, that's all I was going to say. Organized that's crime. Organized crime. And the important thing here to notice is I'm not seeing enough. I've, I've seen a couple people mention this. Yeah. The the uh, I keep forgetting her name. Was it Tanny Willis? Fanny Willis? What's her name? I thought it was Willis. But she uh... yeah, Fanny Willis, this district attorney for Fulton County, the Fulton County District Attorney, that area. She was elected in 2020. No. So when Donald Trump says that the election was fraudulent and that they stole the election from the Republicans and gave it to the Democrats, he is being indicted by one of the Democrats that appeared on that ballot. And based on the evidence in the record, there is there are questions about whether every single vote for Fannie Willis Mm -hmm. was legitimate because of I mean, I just play this. Here's one clip of uh of a of a investigator looking at different batches of ballots in Georgia in Fulton County and noticing that there were ballots in two different batches that had the same exact marking down to the scribbles down to the tails down to the handwriting and you'll notice on one of these there are two ballots identical in two different batches where Fannie Willis's name has a little dot in the her circle let's go ahead and play this um, are two different batches of votes Scanner 5162, batch 234, image 59, and scanner 5162, batch 235, image 19. And what you can see is that, like on this vote right here, we've got this exact little tail that shows on both of them. It's the same squiggle. And if you don't, and if you think that maybe that's, you know, you think that maybe that's just a you know a mistake or coincidence or, okay you know, okay or just a coincidence here's the next one uh who's that who's that fanny, right there fanny, fanny willis yes so someone wrote in republican but they didn't check the box for fanny willis instead they put a faint little dot Duh. on the fanny willis as we've talked about when we were with our old podcast this is a situation where that doesn't look like it's a fully filled in oval Correct. based on our understanding of how the software works. That would kick this to adjudication, which yes, would mean it would be someone's decision, someone's job to decide whether this voter intended to vote for a Republican, which they wrote in, but didn't fill in the oval or Fannie Willis, which they partially filled in the oval. And you'll notice you keeps going. Republican is written there. Republicans. Written- it's the same on the other one. one. Which means that it could just, 
to be kicked out to adjudication, someone could say, oh my gosh, they meant to pick Fannie Willis and then they hit the button for it. Yeah. It's hanging chads all over again, but this is the person indicting Trump. So if Trump is correct, she is illegitimate. This indictment is to defend her legitimacy. I've never seen... It's it's one thing to challenge election results, right? But yeah. when the person that you accuse of stealing the election then indicts you for daring to challenge her legitimacy, that stinks to high heaven. Okay, since you're the, really the first to mention this, why isn't she recused herself then? Because she she's fundraising. Be... She's what? fundraising on it. She doesn't care. But she... Oh, this is getting me pissed. She should be recusing herself. She 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 yes. has the obligation to do so. Yes. The obligation uh, for recusal comes if you create even the appearance of impropriety, yes. right? If yes. a reasonable person could look at the facts and circumstances and conclude that there might be some funny business afoot. Not that there definitely is, but that it could be. You have an obligation to recuse yourself. And yet here she is bringing charges against Donald Trump because he dared to threat to to dispute the yeah. very ballots that she used to win her office. Well, wouldn't she be biased in the sense that she would never want something like that to be investigated because therefore the election was illegitimate? I, I, it's It's just... Ooh, this is stinky on both sides. This is a flaming bag of dog shit sitting on your your patio, right? And you're trying to stomp it out. And it's just, you got flaming dog shit everywhere. And now you see why I said this is the biggest crock of shit that has ever existed. Because yeah. it, it just, it stinks. Just, it just not for pickles stinks. anymore. <laughs> Let's go through some of this because it was really, um, it, if they weren't trying to indict the 45th president and hopefully the 47th president, mm-hmm. asterisks, Asterisk there because mm-hmm. you should have been 45th and 46th. Um, if, it, if those weren't the stakes, this would be kind of humorous, right? If, if they were going yeah. after a no name, uh, a nobody, and you saw this, you'd be like, oh, this is the stupid thing. He's going to get yeah. off scot-free. They'll toss this out. Let's read through some of the so-called acts that Ooh. are furthering the conspiracy, furthering the RICO, the enterprise. They said oh Act God. 1, on, Don, on, on the 4th of November, Donald Trump made a televised speech falsely declaring that he won. Approximately four days earlier, Donald Trump discussed a draft speech with unindicted co-conspirator Individual 1, whose identity is known to the grand jury, that falsely declared victory and falsely claimed voter fraud. The speech was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. So writing a bunch of speeches for all different possibilities. Possibilities is a crime? That is now conspiracy to commit a crime, Josh, because if you if you Bulls. dare if you dare to even write a speech saying that I really won because there was fraud, even if it's in a pile of 10 different speeches of all different outcomes, the act of doing that says that you couldn't have known there was fraud because it didn't exist yet. Therefore, it's a crime. Load of horse shit. Yep. Load, Load of, horse of horse shit. shit. How many drafts of everything do, does an office like of that magnitude come up with? They probably have 20 or 30 ready to go at any one time. Yeah. This covering a dozen different topics. Uh, and 15th. If, yeah, sorry, sorry. Keep going. Well, I mean, if anybody else ever drafts anything that might come into some sort of case, this would set a precedent saying that your drafts, just your, your private thoughts that you 
you want to put out there before it ever goes live are now subject to a criminal investigation yep. or being used as evidence. Yep. They are taking attorney client privilege, privilege conversations. Yeah. I mean, that's what Jack Smith did. They didn't get a subpoena. They basically got a warning that, hey, a subpoena is probably coming. Donald Trump allegedly asked his attorney, do we really need to hand everything over? The attorney said, yes. Donald Trump said, okay. And that conversation alone was conspiracy to destroy evidence or withhold evidence. This is how crazy this is. I want to keep going because we can't tell them because they have like 100. I think it's between one and 200 of these acts. But there's some that are really just so humorous. On the 15th, Rudy Giuliani had a phone call where he left an 80-second long voicemail talking about voter fraud. Therefore, that was an overt act to further the conspiracy. You, you can talk about whatever you want to somebody. At what point is that a crime? Uh, at the Republican National Headquarters, they had a press conference that this prosecutor says included falsehoods. That is a furtherance of the conspiracy. What? On the... <laughs> Uh, I'm shocked. I, I was like, <laughs> I mean, these people said they would help him as needed. That's an act furtherance of the conspiracy. They talked to Michigan. They brought Michigan legislatures to the White House. Mark Meadows, the president's chief of staff. Yes. If the president of the United States says, I want to bring state legislators to the White House, that's constitutionally protected. That's, that's, that's part of government. Yes. And required of him at times. But because Mark Meadows facilitated that meeting he's been charged uh, and the, these are just meetings they're they're just already they're ending it as furtherance of the conspiracy as though the conspiracy is real this one the the uh <laughs> chief of staff to the the chief of staff to the president of the united states sent a text message to a pennsylvania congressman asking for the speaker of the pennsylvania legislature's phone number because the president wants to speak with him that is a crime, according to this prosecutor, and Mark Meadows has now been indicted for it. Because he asked for somebody's number? Man asks for a secretary to get a phone number. Secretary goes to prison for prison. a decade. I mean, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about here. They, um, the the act of eating lunch together is some sort of crime then, right? I mean, if they were to all fart in the same room, it would be some sort of conspiracy. Yes, Yes. Oh my God. Um, the next one. Um, sorry, I'm just pulling something up that we'll yeah, pull yeah. up next. Um, so, Jenna Ellis, which, listen, I've never met Jenna Ellis in person when I was on OAN regularly. Me and her would routinely have back to back segments. Yeah. So I would go on, then she would go on. I'd talk about what she just said. She'd talk about what I just said sometimes. So we never really met each other, but we, we talked on television around each other, right? She's yeah. a, she's a fine person. Um, I, I I think that she gave Donald Trump. I don't think she was as loyal to Donald Trump as Donald Trump wanted her to be. She was never pro Trump. She was rabidly anti Trump in 2016. I mean, she was one of those Colorado never Trumpers. Um, she became a Trump attorney, and now she's pro DeSantis, so she's anti Trump. But she was his lawyer. His lawyer, <laughs> Donald Trump, sent the lawyers to go have a meeting. And because they encouraged the Pennsylvania legislators present to put forward an alternate slate of delegates, that, according to the prosecutor in Georgia, was the lawyers soliciting government officials to violate their oath. But it's not. 
alternate electors is it's not it's protected it's, isn't it it is i will go ahead and put up but that mean, is, how can you charge somebody for something that's protected and within the legal right so in 1960 there was a dispute oh in hawaii that's right and in hawaii there was a dispute over who the winner was yeah kennedy and, and the nixon or something like yes. that right? so kennedy was suing had lawsuits and what the lawyers told Kennedy was to get someone to send your list of, of alternate delegators to Congress. So if you happen to win your lawsuit, the slate of electors is in Congress's hands and they can count them. Whereas if you don't send the slate of electors and you win the lawsuit, well, at that point, the Constitution's clear. The electors have to be sent in. Congress counts the electors. Yeah. There's a narrow window. John F. Kennedy did it. The Democrat. It happened in 1876. Oh, I didn't know I mean, that one. That's the whole reason we have the Electoral Count Act, this law that oh, was uh, we're talking about like whether or not Pence has to count the votes. In 1876, there was a disputed election. Um, probably was a little bit of fraud in the, in the Deep South. But you had Republicans and Democrats disagreeing over who should win. I think it was in Florida. It was either in Florida or Louisiana where an alternate slate of electors was sent in not by a government official, but by someone just running for governor mm. said, I think mine are the real slates of electors. He sent them in. Um, I was seeing something that the, uh, that the parliamentarian of the Senate, I believe has told members of Congress that every four years they get a deluge of alternate slates of electors from people who believe that someone was cheated and none of them get charged with the crime because it's not criminal. Not to at petition all. the government for a redress of grievances. Again, the grievance is that you believe the election was stolen. And so here you go, government. This is who I believe the true electors are. No, according to Fannie Willis, that's forgery, Josh. That's, that's forgery. It's not for it's it's forgery. For, it is not forgery. Damn it, it's, it's forgery. It's his right to do it. And she not as is she nope. overreaching. She's creating crime. I mean, this is tenuous at best. I mean, they, I I, I don't see how a judge allows us to go further from forgery. Forgery. It, it, it's like they're writing bad checks. If you changed uh, all the names in this case and you handed it to a year one law school group and, and, and they didn't know who the names were. And, and how you weigh out the names. Yep. Throw away? It you would just go away. Like this is dumb. This is dumb. This is allowed. This is stupid. And but you'll again, notice only need one. there were no criminal charges when Democrats went on television and encouraged electoral college electors to violate their state laws and not vote for Donald Trump. Correct. 2016. Mm -hmm. These were Democrats uh, aligned with the Clinton campaign telling electors to violate their oath, oath, violate the law, and not vote for Trump when the electoral college votes were actually counted. No one prosecuted them because as stupid as that is, it's not a criminal act to encourage no. someone to do something because... In their belief, they thought the election was stolen, right? I mean, it, it, that's what really blows all of this out of the water. In order for this to be true, in order for the prosecutor's argument to be true, Donald Trump had to have known in his heart of hearts that the, there was no fraud, that he truly was the loser, and that he was just advancing this all just to get what he wanted. But I don't get that impression. I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, I think he's 
yeah, I don't buy that. I just don't buy it, Max. I, yeah, this is crazy. What's Act Nine? Um, yeah, I want I want to find the OAN one. Have you seen the OAN one? Oh, did they go after OAN? Oh, there it is. Yeah, at OAN and uh, I, was it the last one. Yeah, here we go. Uh, um, one hundred. Donald Trump tweeted on the third day of December, twenty twenty. Georgia hearings now on OAN. Amazing. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Some, so again, the Georgia again. hearings are going on on TV and that's part of a conspiracy that you say go watch it? Again, Essentially? Hearings from Atlanta on the Georgia election overturn now being broadcast. Check it out. OAN, Newsmax, and many more. Brian Kemp should resign from office. He's an obstructionist who refuses to admit that we won Georgia big. Also won other swing states. End quote. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. If this wasn't Donald Trump making this claim, any crazy person could just say that at the top of their lungs and it would not be a crime in any way. You could stand on the street corner with just Joe Blow. Yeah. You could say it all day. What a load of horseshit. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I, I want I want to so, find I want to find the one from Trump. Uh they have him on one that's just complete. Here it is. Um. Yeah, here it is. So oh, on thirty first day of December, Donald Trump and John Eastman. I've met John Eastman. John Eastman yeah. is a decent guy. I don't know if John Eastman's politics actually line up with Trump's, but he believed that Trump was being cheated. I've met him. He's he's a decent guy. He was his attorney, mm. and because Donald Trump went on that phone call, um, <laughs> and he filed this claim. He's, they said as many as 2,506 felons with an uncompleted sentence voted. As many as. That language is specifically tailored to make yeah. sure you're not caught in making a definitive statement. Absolutely. Number like two, you, that at, at least, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're setting yourself up because yes. you may not know the exact numbers, but you want to make yes. a claim to some degree without getting popped on the exact number. Yes. So... <laughs> These five statements, as many as 2,500, at least 66,000, at least 2,400, at least 1,000, as many as 10,000, that's language designed to be able to say that you have an idea of the ballpark, but you don't know the exact number. And they have said that he, what what they accuse him of doing? Uh, Filing a false document. Yeah. Filing a false document. Because he didn't get the number right? Uh, Come on! What am I missing here? uh, You're you're talking about... You'd have to go and collect actual numbers, which nobody's going to have, but you might have an idea of the estimate, right? Which is totally protected there. Does this also end with them saying to further the conspiracy? Because I've noticed almost all these charges always end. Because they have to. These aren't individual charges. This is them basically saying the conspiracy existed... The yeah. enterprise existed, and they took criminal acts to further the enterprise. So, so if the, you the, if you make the point that there was no conspiracy that ever existed, this whole thing is tossed. All like yes, all yes. of them. The the first hundred and some odd thing, yeah, gone. Yeah. But here's the other one: deliberate misinformation was used to instruct Republican poll watchers and members of the press to leave the premises for the night at approximately 10 p.m. on November 3rd, 2020, at State Farm Arena in Fulton County, Georgia. That is true. The 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 official. People in the county told the poll watchers and yeah. the media were done counting for the night. There was a pipe burst, some overflowing toilet, whatever. We're Something done. Like that. Yeah, I remember. We're done. Yeah. We're you done. Reported. And what happened? We've all seen the videos. 
when they all go home, they weren't all done because they start pulling things out from under tables, running ballots yes. through ballot counters, uh, allegedly running ballots multiple times through ballot counters. Magical you, can you can disagree on the substance on whether it happened or not, right? But you can't accuse him of filing a false statement because he said that poll watchers were told to leave by give, being given false information because that's what happened. That's what happened. It wasn't him that said it too. It was it was the, it was the people working the event. Go home. We are done for the night. The pipe has yeah. bursted. That's how you send everybody home to get the yeah. other stuff going. Whatever they wanted to do. Whatever. And then they kept conspiracy counting. was happening there. And just they, kept they just counting. they kept counting. There was more. I, I want to find the other one. Um, that is that's just insane. That's that's like putting Kim Jong Il whatever it is in charge of the U.S. and it's just crazy. Yeah. So here, here's one right here. 139% of people voted in the presidential election in Detroit. Wait so, um, wait, how much is 139%? So if a hundred, hold on. Sorry, Has there ever been an election where a hundred percent of the people have voted in a County? Really? I mean, every, every, everybody, a hundred percent. I want to pull up the exact quote because when you see what the actual quote is, you're going to be shocked that they just charged. They're charging him with filing a false statement. Um, let me pull this from the screen. Present. What Sorry, it's that? a little bit. No, yeah, Here, it's... Here's as it's reported in the Detroit News. Let me zoom in a little bit. Oh, no. Darn oh, no. Did, News. I'm using ad block. Okay, here we go. Uh, let me turn off my ad blocker. Go to uh, continue to cite. Always. It's in the bottom of the box. Oh, there we go. go. Okay. So. Jerks. Stupid oh my ass. goodness. <laughs> okay. This is what he actually said. He said in Detroit, we had, I think it was 139% of the people voted. That's not too good. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so he, he's literally not making a definitive statement. He's telling the he's telling the Secretary of State and Governor of Georgia in Detroit we had I think it was 139 percent of the people voted. That's not too good, and they have said that that is filing a false statement to a government official to encourage that government official to violate their oath of office. No, I I just don't see it. I, I just don't see. I don't know what okay. And, and Trump talks like this, right? He'll just say, I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was a bunch of this. I don't know. We got to check the official numbers. But he gets the he gets the point out there. I mean, it's it's typical for the guy. It's not like this is him going over the top on something. This is Trumpism and the way he presents yeah. And, I mean, and it, there's, a, there's a certain a amount of a showmanship to it of numbers might not always be right, but they're ballpark. And he admits it. Yeah. He admits that multiple times. I've heard him say that. Yeah, and this, I, I come to expect it. I, I want to pull up this one because I don't want to go too out of order, but I'm, I'm thinking of it now. Um, yeah. It's another part of the indictment, but it's a similar situation. Um, so that crime that they said furthering the conspiracy, they also charged him for actually committing the crime itself, which I posted no. on Twitter yesterday about this was count 38, which basically says he is trying to solicit um, Raffensperger to conduct, uh, to have conduct that would be a violation of his oath of office. But what Trump actually told Raffensperger in the quoted conversation that they are charging him over was he told Raffensperger to use, quote, whatever the correct legal remedy is, end quote, 
to ensure that fraudulent results aren't certified. So here you have the president of the United States calling an elected official in Georgia and telling him to use whatever whatever the correct legal remedy is to ensure that fraudulent votes aren't counted. The very person who took advantage of those votes to be elected is now charging him with a crime because asking the Secretary of State to do something legal is apparently a crime. This feels like one of those Fox Friday night thriller television shows on the X-Files. Like how to steal an election, right? How to how to charge somebody with saying something is the truth. I mean, how do you say to someone, use every legal yeah. remedy that's yeah. available? Yeah. And this is the guy who is the president of the United States. He pretty much has, he's got a lot of weight and power behind what oh, he yeah. does. And Absolutely. he says the word legal and that somehow is part of a conspiracy. I mean, they did not break the law. That's, not, that's part of the conspiracy, but that's also a, a separate crime that they're charging with. Of that, soliciting that, that, a violation of his oath of office. It's not. A, I don't see it. Holy crap. I, At no point did Donald Trump tell Raffensperger to go round up Joe Biden and throw him in prison. Right. At no yeah. point did he say, go and burn the ballots so they can't be counted and leave only my ballots standing. Right. Lock right? them all up so only I can yes. get to them or something. He didn't say for every ballot you find of mine add two to the count, every ballot you find of Biden's add one. He right. didn't tell him to break the law. He said, this is what I think is happening. I want you to use every legal recourse at your disposal to make sure that this doesn't stand. And that is a violation of the law because it's apparently telling an elected official to do something illegal. By telling them to do something, to, to only do things that are legal, that's a crime. A crime. Okay. I'm following the thought process of this. Everything's a crime, Josh. Everything's a crime. If you well, have R next way. to your name, everything's a crime. Oh, no. Well, I think I've never run for office and have the <laughs> R behind it yet. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in politics. But that, that's... The scary part is we, didn't, we weren't in these conversations, but at Conserve Daily, we were interviewing the people who were in these conversations. Conversations, yes. I mean, we were talking to them directly about what they were doing. And as far as I could tell, and the majority of us there, they were following the laws. They were moving forward. They were, they were following the system. So there would not be these ideas of impropriety as for moving forward or to, you know, expose yourself to some sort of crime, which is wild. And anybody that's been associated with it now is just kind of being ticked off on the list. Yeah. Right. I mean, look how many people are being charged in this one. How, Remember how Matt DiPerno? Yeah. Absolutely. Matt DiPerno came on our show mm-hmm. because he was suing in Antrim County because mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, there was something going on where votes were attributed to Biden when they shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. So he sued. He got access to a voting machine and he got the court's permission to look inside the voting machine. He yeah. is now being charged by his opponent because he ran for office. He lost. He's being charged by his opponent who won. And he's charged with tampering with the voting machine. That's crazy. Yeah. He, he in had separate case, permission. separate case. Yeah. Well, I don't know if, if he did other things. I don't know about that. But sure. he had permission from a judge to go into these voting machines, go into these tabulators and look at things. And now Whoa. his opponent who ran against him is charging. So that, that, that's a really big theme these days. 
of right. the people you ran against charging you to make sure you can't run again. That's in vogue these days in the Democrat Party, for yeah. sure. Political revenge. I mean, it's yeah. it's happening left and right, and it sets the precedence, which is a scary precedence, which is a slippery slope. Because what happens when everybody goes in and out of power, unless you find some way to be a, you know, totally take over the whole system? But for the most part, what happens when your opponents come in and they're going after you? Yeah. You know, I don't want that in my country. I just don't. And it does feel in vogue. I mean, it it doesn't feel like it's in vogue. It feels like it's part of the playbook now, isn't it, Max? I mean, they're they're. They're finding ways to go after their opponents well after an election. So you know, destroy them while they're in office. Oh, there's another part of this where they're basically coming out to defend Ruby Freeman. And I don't know Ruby Freeman. I don't know her at all. Mm -mm. Um, what I what I do know is that her behavior on camera was extremely suspicious. Um, Ruby Freeman, I believe the other woman's name was Shay. There are moments on camera where they are very visibly seen handing something to one another, palming it. And then the other woman, I think her name was Shay. Uh, I don't want to get indicted for getting my facts wrong. Yeah. Um, where she's then seen what looks like her taking what was just handed to her by Ruby Freeman and putting it in another person's pocket. So that was very fishy. And a lot of people were digging into it. And then you see that Ruby Freeman was also in charge of checking signatures. And it doesn't look, based on some of the evidence out there, that she was doing a very uh, <laughs> a very faithful job at verifying yeah. signatures. Um, looking like, oh, was, it, was that a thumb drive? That, that's about the size of a thumb drive. Yeah. It could have been a thumb drive. We well, don't. now, Ruby Freeman, if, if when Rudy Giuliani alleged that she was handing off thumb drives, that is now a crime, according to this. It's an allegation. Is How's it? that a Where crime? It? You. It's uh, not a crime. I mean, like, just because you're making a claim that that might be something somebody did is not is. punishable it, by law. Ruby <laughs> Freeman, Shay Moss, and an unidentified male were, quote, quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. <laughs> that uh, was a statement made by Rudy Giuliani. And they said that is a false statement. Statement to who? Statement. We have, we have the picture. I actually, um, I actually had to pull this from an old conservative daily broadcast. This, this screenshot, I did all of the, prep for conserve daily i don't have all that prep anymore because my my laptop would have exploded no more space if i would have kept everything but i didn't want to take uh the video because i they accused me of stealing it stealing my <laughs> stealing okay. it but whatever i did take a screenshot and you can see it right here this is the moment that rudy giuliani is talking about right here where Ruby Freeman right here, Shea Moss, and that's unidentified male. Man. They're handing something to each other. And then Shay seems to put it in this guy's pocket. And the whole time, Ruby Freeman stiff as a board, like, like body language yeah. reeks to high heaven that they just did something wrong. Right. Now, they know it. Yeah. Could it have been a vape pen? Could have. Maybe. Could have. Could it have been a USB thumb drive? Could have. Maybe. Could have. But Could here's, have the, here's the thing. In order to say that Rudy Giuliani had a false statement, 
they have to prove that it wasn't a thumb drive. Absolutely. Or have an admission from Rudy Giuliani saying that he knew it wasn't a thumb drive, but said it anyway. I don't know. Maybe they have that. They if they may. have that, if they have that, sorry, Rudy, you, sh- you shouldn't lie, I guess. But in, in everything we've seen, I'm looking at it. That's the impression I'm getting. In order to say it's a false statement, you either need a dear diary. Today, I lied about this admission, mm-hmm. or they have to prove that it wasn't a thumb drive. That's going to be near next impossible, but they handed each other something. Something but they was... charged him. I know. They charged him, Josh. With a crime. They have to. That means they brought this to a grand jury and the grand jury, it, I guess one of the grand jurors didn't even ask, well, was it a thumb drive? Was there? Well, they only had 10 hours. They may, this may have <laughs> been like put up on the screen, talked about and moved on. Right. It was. It, yeah. Because I've got to imagine it's some sort of PowerPoint like presentation for the jury to see. Right. I mean, how are they supposed to get all this information so quickly? Yeah. I mean, is somebody reading it off to you? That, that can't that. that that would take far more than 10 hours. So yeah. how can they sign off on this as a grand jury? If I mean, the, there's no time to process all of that. I don't know there's where not, they're getting. There's, there's no time there. to process it. There's no not time to ask questions. There's no time to bring in witnesses. Right. It, it's, it feels like it's been sped up on purpose. Like we, we just got to get this. We got to go with it. Once we have it, then pursue hard and get the timing for the appearance of the court right at the beginning of, uh, you know, um, the season for run for president, you know, it's, yeah. it's, so I don't know. I don't know what, what this is about the, uh, impersonating a public officer. I I think this was this, oh, this was the, this was the, uh, putting people on the list. So this was the alternate electors. So here's the crazy bit. Electors are chosen before the election. Yeah, they always right? are. So when you vote for president, you're, yeah, sure, you're casting a ballot for the presidential candidate. But mm-hmm. what you're actually doing is you're voting for that president's slate of electors. Mm-hmm. That that president or that or the party has chosen that if the president gets the most votes, those electors will then vote for that person in the electoral college. Some states require that the electors be bound and vote for the candidate they're assigned to. Some don't. And in that case, every mm-hmm. now and then you get a faithless elector. But the electors are chosen. So when, even if the president doesn't win, if, even if Donald Trump doesn't win, the people who would have been his electors are still his electors. Mm-hmm. They just haven't been approved to go to the electoral college. That's how crazy this all is. It's part of the process. Yeah. They're charging him with a crime for part of the legal process. Now, if the electors that they chose, right... If they tried to force their way into a building that only legitimate electors could be in and sure. they falsely represent and say, we're the true ones, or they said they had fake IDs, right? That yeah. would be impersonating an official sure. uh, person. That'd be a crime. But under this legal theory, if anyone who's an elector who doesn't get sent to the electoral college presents themselves as an elector, oh, there, that's impersonating that's- a public officer. Well, I mean, if this does end up happening, it would scare everybody who is ever an elector moving forward. Like you couldn't find people who'd want to be an elector for fear of being prosecuted or at yeah. least your slate of electors. Right. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, that's just not crazy. That's I mean, this is like 
mumbling of a bad person here, like an intelligent mad person. I don't know and, what to say about this. And just to hammer the issue home, we mentioned it earlier, but for everyone just watching now, in 1960, there was an election, and in Hawaii, in Hawaii, you had a disputed election. And John F. Kennedy's electors signed this document, which was very close, very close to the one signed by the Trump electors, saying that we believe that we are the true electors. We further certify that we each want to vote for one for president, one for vice president. Mm -hmm. Here's their names, right? This is, this is what happens it's when you dispute something. This is part of the legal process. But no, it's a crime, it's a crime. now. It's a crime. It's a crime. And especially if you if it unseats the prosecutor, you know? I mean, that's everything. <laughs> Can't go after my job. Oh, it just stinks. This is like the worst. I, this is unprecedented in our history, isn't it? I mean, it's really never happened in this way. It's really no. never been presented this way and, it, and it's for everyone to see i mean it's on the nightly news cycle it's regardless of this outcome it already has an effect on the next presidential cycle period and the remember, psychological game and remember that the call between donald trump and raffensperger was between the sitting president and a public official in another state mm -hmm. when they say that donald trump made a false statement they're basically saying it is a crime for the president of the United States to lie. Something that you shouldn't lie. Lying's bad. Mm -hmm. But the Supreme Court on multiple occasions have said that politicians have the right to lie. <laughs> it's, part of, it's part of your free speech. If you're a politician, you're running for office, you cannot be held legally responsible because you lied. Now, there's, there's limits to that. Sure. Obviously, there's limits to that. Sure. But you cannot prosecute a politician because he didn't tell the truth. There has to be some wiggle room and there has to be some stuff open for interpretation. I, it is, I, I cannot fathom a world where county prosecutors are allowed to indict a president because in their opinion, what he said to an elected official on a phone call wasn't accurate. Like, it's bad enough that Trump's conversations were being leaked to the press. It's bad mm -hmm. enough that, that his conversations were being leaked by intelligence agencies to the press. Mm -hmm. That's bad enough. The idea that a county official can indict the president because, in her opinion, wasn't quite truthful. I, I said before, it's horseshit. I mean, it, the, you could just you could admire any opponent that you ever have up in the legal system moving forward. I mean, yes. they'd have no hope of ever actually running against you. If this doesn't feel like, that, like something a fascist government would do, I don't know what is. I mean, right now, the, the Dems are, are, are leaning heavily into being extraordinarily fascist. But yeah, this is and one of the tools. There are instances here where, I mean, we've already gone over. You, you, we spent hours on this. It's, it's, yeah. it's huge indictment, which apparently not big enough to require two days in the grand jury. It's <laughs> enough for us to need two days to talk about it. But yeah. not enough for the grand jury to need two days Only to digest. Hours. That's, no, no. It's a long work day. Josh, we'll they're better it. than us. They understand right. this shit more than us. That's what we need to understand. It takes right? days to yeah. learn a technique from somebody yeah. who's trying to teach you something. Yeah. No matter what that is. It takes days. Four days. Five days, right? We're doing this show 24 hours after it dropped. 
And I don't yeah. think we can have this conversation 24 hours ago because mm. it's it's hard to digest all of that in 12 yeah. hours. But the grand jury did it. Grand jury. We, grand jury should have a show. They should they should work with that other grand jury from from the Trump case. The grand juror, the mm. foreman who's like practicing witchcraft. Remember that one? Oh, they yeah. should all get together and just have a political show because obviously they are the true philosopher kings in terms oh. of Plato. Yeah. They are the ones who should be ruling. You see, Plato, well, it's actually Socrates, but Plato's Republic, he said that there are certain people among us who are philosopher kings, and they're just super bright, super smart, super just, and they deserve to rule over all of us plebs. <laughs> Josh, they hit the lottery with this grand jury. They got a room full of philosopher kings. It's amazing. I mean, it, it, how does a grand jury like that get picked? Listen, I, I don't know, but after all of this crap, I am never again trying to get out of jury duty. I am yeah. never again. If I if I get called for a grand jury, I am going to play dumb and I'm going to get on that damn grand jury. I'm not going to say that I think the whole process is illegitimate and, and I believe in uh, jury nullification. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. I'm going to get on that jury. Yeah, because what you have when you have all of the smart people, the, the entrepreneurial people, trying to get out of jury duty because they can't afford to be in jury duty, what you're left with is people like this. Yeah, who uh, are ruled by weren't the, smart uh, enough to get out of jury duty, <laughs> and, and they're being run by someone else's ideals, right? I yeah. mean, they don't have any of their own, so they only know what they they get in the news, in the news cycle, which yeah makes them well, dangerous. But, but they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to know about the news cycle, remember? But they are. How could not they not to? know? This is everywhere. Which, again, begs the question, when Fulton County released that oopsie-daisy indictment yeah. before the grand jury had finished, I wonder whether any of the grand jurors had the auto alerts set for CNN or MSNBC or any yeah. news channel on their phone. I wonder if any of them it. got the same update I got saying indictments in. Yeah. I wonder if they got that. That calls the whole grand jury into question then. I mean, the whole process there. I mean, what did they know? When did they know it? Yeah. Were all these documents made prior to them? I mean, was it was it already written up and ready to go? They were just waiting for that as a formality. Was it a formality? And if it is a formality, whoo. I mean, yeah. everything we know about um, is jurisprudence the word for it would, would, yeah. wouldn't work here, right? I mean, it just wouldn't. Well, the famous saying is, if you really wanted to, you could get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. Yeah, I've heard um, that, yeah. That's the fame. It was from a Supreme Court judge in New York. It's true. As I yeah. said, these are these people tend to not be the philosopher kings. No. They are... <laughs> and they usually have an axe grand, to grind. With grand juries, too, um, at least I believe this is the case in Florida, it doesn't have to be unanimous. It just has to be a majority. So it's not like a criminal conviction where guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, you need um, uh, unanimity. In these, I believe this is a case in Georgia, but I, I could be wrong. But in many states, it doesn't have to be unanimous; it just has to be mm. a simple majority. Mm. So if you got if you got twenty one grand jurors in a room, congratulations! You just need to convince eleven of them that right. the ham that the ham sandwich killed someone. And I bet you <laughs> take a take a, a random assortment of the populace, you could get them to indict a ham sandwich. Absolutely. Um, but we're, we're gonna have to keep watching this because, yeah, as I said at the start, and as, as you were mentioning, they only have to get them on one. Yep. And that's the scary thing. Mm -hmm. No one is perfect. Mm 
I don't think Donald Trump had criminal intent. I don't think he had any malicious intent. He saw what he interpreted and believed. And what I think a lot of evidence suggests was voter fraud. And he, whether he, he, I mean, it's very obvious. There were a lot of people chirping in his ear saying it isn't fraud. And he just didn't believe them. Mm -hmm. Right now, whether they're right or wrong, these indictments are claiming that the minute someone in any position of authority tells him he's wrong, it's a crime for him to continue holding his belief. Mm-hmm. that's basically how these indictments are set up. Because if you look through them, especially with the Jack Smith one, it, there, he's, a, he's accusing him of making false statements, but he's also saying, well, at this on this day, someone told him he was wrong. On this day, someone told him he was wrong. It's not a crime to disagree with someone. Yeah. And that's where this really becomes hard. What did Trump know? When did he know it? What did he believe? When did he believe it? And unfortunately, that tends to not be something that judges throw out that tends to be something that gets left to the jury, which is terrifying mm-hmm. because as idiotic as grand juries can be, criminal juries are just as much of a crapshoot. Oh. You never get a fair trial, period. Never, never get a fair trial. I, I, there's no place in the country you can no place in the world. try this. Yeah. No place in the world that Donald Trump gets 11, however many jurors who yeah. don't know who he is, who don't have an opinion, and who truly can put that opinion aside. And, I, and that's true pro and, and, and con. Well, uh, all we have to, like, if you're a Trump supporter, all you have to do is uh, elect, get him elected and then he'll pardon himself. You know, I am looking forward, a, a, as sick as this whole situation is, I am yeah. looking forward to my Donald Trump mugshot t-shirt. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to wear the hell out of that. <laughs> I, I'm going to wear the hell out of it. He's gonna make a ton of money off that. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna monetize the hell out I of would, it. I would. It's gonna yeah. be on the hats. Right. It's gonna be like that scene from Spaceballs, merchandising. Right. Per- We're merch- per- we got the lunch boxes. Everything here. Yeah, thermoses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is my prisoner number. <laughs> Well, listen, the, the left is like, oh, we're finally going to get him in for a mugshot. And conservatives are like, where do I get the T-shirt? Where do I get yeah. the poster? Um, two things before we leave. Um, there was rumblings that if he was going to go in for a mugshot in New York, that the Secret Service would demand to be next to him. That would wow. be an awesome picture of sure him would. draped by Secret Service. That would be awesome. Um, but they're not going to let him smile because you can't smile during a mugshot. I don't know. If I was Donald Trump, I'd be practicing my mugshot pictures. I'd be taking a bunch of them. Yeah. I, I'd spend a whole day taking, taking pictures. That, right. That, right I'd, I'd make myself look sweaty and disheveled, and yeah. I'd try and find the best face that works. And if I was him, I'd also go and turn myself in at the moment that the Republican debate begins. Oh. That might happen. Everybody, like, the... All the big ones would have to yep. go there and be like, "What do we go to? Do we stick with the debate, or we go down to the? Imagine do we go here? being that producer, right? Where you have every candidate except for Trump, because Trump says he's not going because they are yeah. demanding that he say he'll vote for Chris Christie if he wins. Um, if, imagine if the producer gets that little call in his earwig. Uh, uh-huh. We need to go. Donald Trump just got handcuffs thrown on him. We have the images live. Imagine yep. being the producer that has to make that decision. Right. I'd go. That'd be a, that'd be a national producer too. That would be like, that's top tier. And imagine sitting on that stage, giving your answer. And all of a sudden the little red light on the camera just goes off. Right. And What's you going- realize you're not live anymore. What's going on here? I think you should do that. Um, if he's not going to go to the debate, he might as well 
He's yeah. a firm believer in no such thing as bad press. And if you, if you want to co-op it, you know you're going to get nationwide attention anyway. You might as well take it away from DeSantis and, and company. Right. That's what I would do. If I was in this impossible position, that's what I would do at the I very could. moment. Because he can turn himself in any time up to the 25th. Yeah, yeah. Quickly, um, I, I saw a, a story that uh, already people are losing faith in Donald Trump, even though in the same article they say he's got a huge lead amongst conservatives. The uh, the the spin is beginning, right? The spin is beginning. It is. And he's going to have to get to policy at some point. I like policy. Um, I support the guy. I think he was cheated. If I was in his position, I'd want payback too. So I, I get that. But he at some point, he is going to have to get into policy. Mm-hmm. And it can't just be, I was cheated. He has to say what he's going to do right. And he, at some point, he is going to have to acknowledge shortcomings that he had on the policy side the first four years. Because sure. there's a lot of things I wish he would have done better. He did he did it well. He had a lot of distractions. But he's going to have to dive into that at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, who knows? It's, it's insane. Any, any last words? Uh, yeah, good. It's always good seeing you, and uh, you know, you. I just, I just don't know when talking to a lawyer has become a crime. I don't know. I'm scared. Like know. it terrifies me, brother. It terrifies me. And it's a crime to petition the government for redress of grievances, a constitutional amendment, a right that you have given to you by God, and enshrined in the Constitution. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Right Guys Podcast. If you like the podcast, go to the links in the description. We go out live on YouTube when we're allowed to, and Rumble um, once a week. An audio version, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, all the different links. Check them out. Subscribe. Very important as we prove the numbers for advertisers. Very important. Check out those links as well. Um, That's going to be it for this edition. My name is Max here with Josh. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, clearly. But the only way we win is if we all step and fight together. See you next week or sooner if everything falls apart, I guess. You never know. Never know.